So, Leslie Parr, then, is a local children's author who will be appearing at the Pontypridd Children's Book Festival uh, in May. uh, Leslie has written a debut uh, novel called The Valley of Lost Secrets, which was released in January and was immediately picked up as Waterstone's Children of the Month, uh, which is, uh, well, Children's Book of the Month, and, and that's no mean feat. First of all, let's say good afternoon to Leslie. Good afternoon, Leslie. Hi, good afternoon, Gareth. How are you this afternoon? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Yeah, just keeping busy, you know. Well, we can't go, still can't go to many places. <laughs> no, very frustrating for somebody like yourself who, you know, just wants to get out there, I guess, and promote the book and go to different festivals, that sort of thing. Definitely. I, Even though it came out on January the 1st, it was only Friday last week that I saw it in a bookshop for the first time. Frustrating. Yeah, it was, but... You know, we all have to do what we need to do to keep safe, don't we? And it was lovely when I did finally get to see it. So Brilliant it was stuff. exciting. I took lo- my my best friend came with me, and she took lots of photographs of me waving it around in Waterstones <laughs> like a fool. <laughs> oh dear! I bet you had a couple of funny looks, did you? Yes. They probably. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, but one or two people that oh, bless this all, this lockdown has affected people in so many ways. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I didn't mind at all because I was too pleased. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well done then on the book, uh, the Valley of Lost Secrets. Uh, what inspired you then to write the book in the first place? Um, well, actually, I a few years ago I did a master's degree at Bath Spa University. Um, uh, course called um, writing for young people and it was actually a task that I was set in my first semester that um, made this book happen I didn't actually think I was ever going to write historical and I've written a book set in 1939 and once I once I had a go at it I just thought oh well I'll have a go at this task and see what happens Jimmy and Ronnie, my main characters, appeared and they just felt instantly real to me and and other people on the course encouraged me to write it and it turned into a whole book. Brilliant. Now, without giving too much away then, Leslie, can you tell us a little bit about the book itself? Because the story centres, doesn't it, on a lonely evacuee and a spooky discovery in a Welsh village in September 1939, obviously then at the start of World War II. Yes, at the very beginning when um, an awful lot of children were evacuated, um, Jimmy's 12 and his little brother Ronnie is 6, and they were evacuated from Islington in London. Um, I chose Islington because I lived there for a while when I was younger, and I I love it. I still go back a lot. So they travelled from Islington to a fictional village called Llanbryn, but it's actually based on Llanhilleth. Oh, Um, in Gwent. Yeah. That's the Rebel Vale, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Abercalary, that I know. sort of area. Yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah, it's, um, it's, sorry, it's, so Jimmy is evacuated and he really, really doesn't want to be there and he feels very resentful of the situation, even though he's taken in by, he and his brother are taken in by really a really kind couple called Mr and Mrs Thomas. Um and it isn't giving too much away to say that Jimmy's spooky discovery is that he finds a human skull in a hollow tree. Ooh. And that's on the blurb on the back, so it's absolutely fine to say that. And the story develops from there, and it actually turns out to be the thing which makes Jimmy's life better. But you would it's something that you wouldn't think would, but as the story develops, that's what happens. 
Right, OK, interesting. So did you actually sit down then at a, at a I say typewriter, that sounds a bit old-fashioned, probably a computer now, isn't it, yeah. with a basic story already in your head? How, no. does, how did it actually work for you then, Leslie? Um, I'm not a planner, so it doesn't work like that for me at all. Um, so that's beneficial to you then, because all, all authors are different, I guess. Yes, um, sometimes it's frustrating, but I had... I had the be- I had the crux of the idea. I had the spark, which was the skull discovery, and then, um, as I said, Jimmy came to me really quite fully formed and real. And I write. I've written the book in first person, so it's Jimmy's point of view, Jimmy's voice all the way through. Um, and I'm definitely the kind of writer who finds out what the story is by drafting it. So yeah, I right. think it wasn't until I was about three quarters of the way through that I actually decided and realised who, what the mystery of the skull was. Right, OK. Because I've interviewed quite a few authors and songwriters over the years, mm-hmm. and I, I, I sort of suggest to them that if I was writing a book, <laughs> fat chance of that, <laughs> uh, or a song, I'd probably, especially in the, in the case of a book, I'd have the beginning, the end, and then work back to a middle and then fill in... Either, either side of the middle, if that makes sense. It does. And it's sort of what I do, actually. And there's, there's a term used in um, publishing where people talk about the flabby middle, which means that um, it can potentially be the, the, the uh, most difficult part to write because it's how, how do you keep people going. It's not necessarily as difficult to hook them in, but it's keeping them interested to get to that ending that you've already thought of yeah yeah it's important to get it right because i can't think of anything worse than sort of getting halfway through the book leslie and you think do you know what i I wanted to end it that way and that way but Mm. if i do it i've come to this point and it's wrong it's kind of like that i guess as well on times isn't it yes it is but because we do so many drafts you can hope hopefully iron that out with your editor as as you go along Right, okay. So the, so you finish the book, you give it to the editor, and they say, fantastic, Leslie, but m- maybe you could tweak it a bit there or here, is it? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. It's it's a collaboration. It goes back and forth a few times. It's like it was different with me for The Valley of Lost Secrets, being my first book and actually writing it on my MA. Then um, it developed differently to my second one, which I'm... We're pretty much there with that now, which has had to be written in a much shorter time frame and right. totally between me and my editor because I didn't have a book deal when I wrote the first one. So, you know, you have more time then. Yeah, because I was going to ask you, you know, it's uh, you, you've got the book. Uh, the difficult task for many, many authors then is, of course, getting the book published. Mm. Uh, how did you find that process? Um, well, I actually wrote something years ago before I did the MA and you, it, the, the traditional way is to get an agent first and I sent it out to lots of agents and no one was interested and now when I look back I think I'm not really surprised <laughs> it wasn't great I've definitely improved um, so once I had this in a like full manuscript shape I actually had an agent who I had connected with on Twitter and she asked to see it and so I didn't need to um, send it to lots of agents. She took me on. Then we worked on it a little bit, which is normal, the normal way of things. 
just to get it ready to send it on submission to different publishers. And um, some said no. And a few... Well, look at at J.K. Rowling. How many people said no to her in Harry Potter? Exactly. And we have the same publisher, actually. It's Bloomsbury. Bloomsbury, I was going to say. Wow, that's a big deal then. Well done. Thank you. I was... It was... Yeah, the dream, you know, Bloomsbury. That the is dream. a big gig, isn't it? <laughs> yes, and and I I had a choice in the end, but I went for Bloomsbury because they were just they just I could tell when I met my editor, who's called Zoe, I could tell that she was she really understood my story and my writing, and that she would help me shape it into the best book it could be. Excellent. Well done. Well done. <laughs> so I take it the second book. Uh, I'll ask you about the second book mm-hmm. um, with Bloomsbury, I guess. Uh, have you got a title for it yet? I have. I don't think I'm allowed to say right oh, now, I'm afraid. Because Between... we, have, we actually have a little plan to release, All right, to okay. try and create a bit of a buzz around it, you know. But it won't be long. But I can tell you that it's it's a standalone, but it's still so... It's not um, a sequel to The Valley of Lost Secrets. I was going to say, was it a carry-on? But it's a, it's a totally different no. story with different characters, yeah? Totally different story with different characters, but still very Welsh, very working-class, industrial community, and it's set just after the First World War. So it's when the world is still reeling from the impact of that. And uh, my main character this time is a girl called Natty. Natty. That mm-hmm. sounds nice, doesn't it? <laughs> is she nice? She's <laughs> is she friendly? Me. She's friendly, is she? She's a bit stroppy in the beginning, but she's uh, she's got her reasons. All <laughs> oh, right, OK. All right. As as uh, the, the readers will find out in due course. How uh, yeah. are sales going then with, with, with the first book, The Valley of uh, Lost Secrets? Really well, I think. I mean, I don't I won't get official figures for a while yet, but it seems to be going well and feedback on reviews and social media and things like that has been really positive. I think what's helped a lot is that because it's set during the Second World War and it's on the curriculum, a lot of teachers have been using it. All right, OK. Um, and I'm a, well, I've been a primary school teacher for 20 years myself, so that's really sort of strange but wonderful to me that some people have sent me pictures of displays in their classrooms and I'm thinking, oh... I used to do classroom displays, and now I'm in someone else's classroom, and it is brilliant. Okay. So the Pontypridd Children's Book Festival takes place over the weekend of May the 15th and the 16th. Mm-hmm. Two-day event seems to be growing, which is great. Yeah. And these festivals are very important, Leslie, aren't they, to help introduce literature to children? And, of course, it's good for authors like yourself, too. Yes, exactly. And I've I've been asked to do a few this year, and I'm really, really thrilled about it. And... Um, I like the idea that these these things are free to access, so children, ch- anybody, anybody can watch. Particularly now that it's online, I imagine the audience hopefully will be you know even bigger. Um, but yeah, I, I, they're they're a nice way to get to get um, get yourself out there, sort of thing. And and not that I'll be able to meet any readers because it'll all be online, but. It's it's a, these festivals are lovely things and there's more and more of them popping up, which is great. Yeah, it's a shame, really. I mean, hopefully next year you'll be able to come back and meet people uh, in person and that would be good as well. But That's there's some top good. authors involved with this this year. Comedian David uh, Badiel, mm. Matt Brown and Anna, I think it's Annan Isa. 
Wales's children laureate uh, Eloise Williams yeah. going to be uh, leading a writing workshop. Mm. And also, I've just read now, Kate Pankhurst, mm. a descendant of uh, suffragette uh, Emmeline Pankhurst. So yes. there's some top people, and of course yourself as well. There's some pop- <laughs> top people involved, Leslie. Yes, thank you. Yeah, Kate uh, Pankhurst, that's uh, Bloomsbury as well, actually. Um, yeah, some really good people. I know Eloise, and the one you mentioned, who's the... Um, Children's Laureate Wales, and she's she's a brilliant supporter of of all of us. Really, Eloise Williams, yeah, mm. I think that's uh, the yeah the Children's Laureate. Yeah. So, so what day and time are you actually attending yourself? Right. So my event is um, on May the fifteenth, uh, which is a Saturday, I believe. It is a Saturday. And yes. It um, it's from twelve thirty to one, and I am doing a Q and A style um, event. So I'm being interviewed by a teacher who is also a blogger and a big supporter of uh, children's books, um, Scott Evans. Oh, brilliant! So, how can people go online? Have you got any details there? If you um, if you went online and you just googled Pontypris children's book festival it'll pop up and then there's a i've got it open now actually there's a there's a tab that says events and you can scroll down and see the different um things that you can attend and then there's a button that says join now and you just register through that seems easy enough so just tap in pontypreth children's book festival and i guess everything will sort of uh, pop up as they do these days won't they yeah it's a really user-friendly site actually and they've they've set up uh, really well, so it's it's nice and easy. Good. Uh, now we've whetted people's appetite for this book. So how can people get hold of the Valley of Lost Secrets, uh, uh, Leslie? Uh, well, it's available in all the bookshops. It's available online, of course. At the moment, well, they've just reopened, haven't they? But um, some are, you know, even if they're a, a bricks and mortar bookshop, you can still order online. Um, so, again, people can just buy it from where they usually buy their books from. Excellent. Well, good luck with the book. Thank uh, you very much. Uh, all the very best for the uh, for your input in the Pontypreth Children's Book Festival. As I said, you're actually appearing uh, on May the 15th. What time again was it? 12.30 till 1. 12.30 to 1. And don't forget to come back next year in person. Be, uh, be, it would just be wonderful for people to meet you and to ask and uh, of course all the very best with that second book as well thank you very much I'd love I'd, oh yes I know because I don't live in Wales at the moment I really miss it so I really really do want to come back <laughs> excellent alright then uh, all the best then Leslie thanks very much thank for joining us on much. GTFM today okay thanks Gareth bye